reading is taken from Isaiah chapter 9, beginning at verse 2. To us a child is born. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fueled for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accompany this. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. And so our gospel reading, if you'd like to follow us, it's uh, Andrew's going to be preaching from us, is from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. So hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave born to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room available, there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, 
glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
So it's Christmas Eve 1914, and Europe has been at war for six months. The British troops see a strange light in the sky. The Germans are putting up Christmas trees. Outside Bethlehem 2,000 years earlier, shepherds also saw a strange light in the sky. They described it later when they were interviewed by those who wanted to know the story as the glory of the Lord shining around them. And they heard a remarkable message. Do not be afraid. I bring you great news, great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And in the trenches... Hundred years ago, the soldiers also heard something. From the British side, there came a response. in Palestine, the sky was filled with a great army of angels announcing the dawn of peace. As the night uh, ended and light spread across no man's land, soldiers from both front lines nervously emerged, as we saw, and advanced towards one another, not shooting each other, but holding out hands in friendship and greeting enemies as friends. And soon no man's land is full of officers and men from both sides shaking hands and exchanging souvenirs. 
Something new was happening. The shepherds also woke up that morning to a new reality. They hastened to the little village of Bethlehem to see what had happened. There they found Mary and Joseph and a very newborn baby lying in a manger. In 1914, someone found a football, and soon dozens of men are engaged in a chaotic game of football. Sadly, uh, as far as I'm concerned, Germans are useless at cricket and refuse to play the only game worth playing. We might actually have won a match. We don't know the details of the football match that was played, but I have assumed, like all of you, that it lasted 90 minutes was followed by 30 minutes of extra time and we lost on penalties. Next morning, uh, the world was different. Or was it? Not really on the face of it. The shooting and the bombing began again. Matthew Paris, writing in the Times uh, a week or so ago, wrote that the whole episode, so far as he was concerned, was nauseating. A fake peace that meant nothing. Mind you, as this morning in the Times, he says that in the Garden of Eden he would have taken the side of the serpent. I've slightly lost credibility in him. The shepherds go back to their hungry sheep. The fighting restarts. The Romans still occupy the country in Palestine. And peace seems a distant dream for all as, of course, it must do for so many of us today as well. Is it different now? Has anything changed at all? Not on the face of it. Children are massacred in their school in Peshawar. Innocent hostages are publicly beheaded. A shocking memory of 2014, surely. Terrible anarchy in many parts of the world. Persecution of Christians and others, uh, probably on a scale not seen for hundreds of years. Some of the agony that we witness, some of the lack of peace, is global. We're only too familiar with it. But some some of it, of course, is very personal. We antagonize sometimes the very people that we love most. And yet, and yet, and yet, both the Christmas truce and the first Christmas story were, in a way, breakthroughs for peace. No, the 1914 ceasefire did not last, and we have not seen the end of war. But the peace that God sent to us in Jesus has endured, and it has spread, and it is making a massive difference around the world. The baby born that silent night so long ago went on to model a life of love and forgiveness which has been unequaled by any before or since. The quality of Jesus' life is admired by all from all religious backgrounds and none. Through his actions and his teaching, he has shown us a better way, and millions are following it. More, actually, every day, even though it doesn't always seem like that here in Western Europe. But globally, that is the case. His kingdom is growing. 
through his death and resurrection, which we recall so powerfully in this service as we gather around his table. He has reconciled us to God. He has made peace between us and God and given us a way, if we choose to follow it, a way to walk into no man's land and shake hands and be reconciled with one another. He has shown us the way. So we really, really, really need to be following him and identifying publicly and consistently with all who do follow him, whatever our minor differences might be. On this Christmas night, lots of people come to Midnight Communion who are Christians, of course, and others come because you have an innate sympathy with Christianity, a sense of it being where you belong without there being a week-by-week commitment to it, and I understand that. But I want to say to you this Christmas, 2014, that there has never been, I believe, a moment in our history, in our time, in my lifetime, there has never been a time when it is more important for those who are sympathetic with Christianity, those who basically are on the side of Christianity, to identify closely with it. We need to know where we stand. The threat of militant Islam is now so great in the world that we must stand together as Christians. We must hold out the hand of friendship and love in the name of Jesus to our Muslim friends and neighbors. We must be different to that which is confronting us, and we must stand together in it. We must bury our differences and go into no man's land together. Islam is a threat to our society, as we all know so very well. Militant Islam, that is. But there is also uh, a need for us to stand together as, Christian, as Christians and those who are sympathetic with Christianity because Christianity in the West is under attack as never before from a new aggressive secularism which utterly unjustly lumps us together with jihadism as a force for evil in the world. It is not just now that people don't believe in Christianity, but some people actually think that it is a force for evil. The Christmas truce in 1914 reminds us that however fragile that peace was, it is a force for good. It is a force for good and numerous wonderful things have been and are being done in the name of Jesus. All who love and honor the Prince of Peace who came to us at Christmas need now to stand together. We need to stand together. So if you'd like to know how you might do that, I've left a whole little, well, not a whole, but I've left some little booklets on the table here just as you leave. Please just grab something as a Christmas present. You'll just see a little pile of booklets there. Grab anything you like as you go past. Do take something home and read about a little bit more about what it means to be a follower of Jesus, what it means to be identifying with the Christian community today as we move into 2015. It is urgently needed. Do please speak with us. Do come and ask questions in the future as well if you would like. But let's together resolve that the peace that Jesus brings will not just last for 24 hours, 
but that we'll take the peace of Jesus into 2015 and that together we will be part of the world's solution and not part of its problem. I wish you a very happy Christmas.